and welcome to the True Works Podcast, the podcast that helps you understand what the gospel is and how it applies to your life and work. I'm your host, Joshua Smith, and with me today again is Doug Mikla. I invited you back. Well, I'm so deeply thankful for that, Joshua. Thank you. I, I really too. appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't do it without you, Doug. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. As the viewers know as more. Everybody than, knows you yeah. could not do this without me. Yeah. <laughs> so today, our topic is going to be uh, Murray's. What's his first name again? Uh, John Murray. John Murray. Murray. Yes. Yeah. Good Frenchman, I believe. Yeah. Joshua, you know he's not French. He's he not is, French? He, he is, wrote in French. Uh, he may have done, but uh, he is Scottish. He's Scottish? From the Highlands of Scotland, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? You you seem to know anytime anyone is Scottish, you're like, oh, yeah, Alison McIntyre, Scottish. What can I say? Yeah, you know? yeah. It kind of runs in you. We have shaped the world. That's true. That's true. And so we're looking at this Scotman. Is that how you? I uh, know. No. Good Lord, man. <laughs> help, help me, Doug. That This he, is why I need Doug. Someone from Scotland is a Scotsman. Sco- what did I say? Scot. You say a Scotman or something? I don't know. Anyway, okay, Scotsman. Well, you should probably focus on the actual podcast and the book. So John Murray is our Scotsman for today. He wrote uh, an excellent book called Redemption Accomplished and Applied, and it's one of the books that we go through in our uh, Faith Work Intensive. And today, we're not focusing on the entire book. As you can see, I have it here. It's it's not that big of a book, but my goodness, is it dense. So we're going to focus on the last two chapters, which are the union of Christ uh, union with Christ and glorification. What's uh, you've been through this uh, now six years, uh, yeah. Doug? The intensive. Can you give some rationale for why we're starting almost we're at starting the very the end? Yeah. yeah. Well, the uh, the book itself, and um, John Murray is a 20th century author. He wrote this in the I think late 50s, 56 or something like that. He yep. wrote the book. And um, essentially what the book, the book is called Redemption Accomplished and Applied. And the way the book is uh, written is that the first half of it is um, relatively dense because it goes through many of the biblical terms for the concept of redemption and how that was achieved. Yeah. And then the second half of the book is around redemption applied, how that is appropriated by those who call themselves uh, Christians. And then the book ends in these two chapters we're going to talk about today, uh, Union with Christ and also glorification. And and in the course of us teaching this for several years, uh, one of the things that has come through to us is that uh, perhaps we need to start at the end with this vision of what happens at the end for Christians. And that vision itself kind of pulls us through the rest of the book. So... Um, we're going to start with union with Christ and talk about that a little bit mm-hmm, today. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of organizing principle of of the book, and indeed, as far as Murray's concerned, the the uh, the the goal, if you like, of redemption accomplished and applied is that we may have union with Christ and enjoy that with Him forever. And that enjoying it with Him forever, uh, you could kind of call glorification. Uh, it's not an exact. Uh, it's not an exact term in that sense, but uh, I think in the context of this book, I think that's a good way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, re- redemption, redeeming, the redeemed, these are very Christian terms, yeah. and I, I think 
uh, perhaps our uh, viewers would share this uh, as well, that when I initially, prior to reading Murray, the first kind of image that pops into my head, the first kind of concept when I that I associate with redemption is something like the transaction of being saved from sin or something like that. But the central motif, as you said, for Murray is not this kind of salvific thing, but it's this both mystical, mysterious union, this grafting in. Somehow I am now seated in with Christ, and this is this—that's where we begin to understand being saved or being saved from sin. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, this— to some extent, I think it's sort of a tactical mistake that oftentimes this is the way it, it, it is laid out. The way that Murray, in fact, lays it out in the book is that these, we we kind of we we look through all of these things that God accomplished and the words associated with them in mm-hmm, the Bible. Mm-hmm. But what we forget is that the ultimate end that uh, that God is seeking to achieve is to restore a relationship with His mm. creation and with mm-hmm. us as human beings. So I think wh- how that is termed in the Bible is this union with Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's very important. I think for us as Christian people, I think to again we've talked about this in the podcast before is that it's very important for us as people of Christ to think about that relationship being restored and. Uh, and, and there, and that relationship not simply being based on our ability to obey certain things, obey mm, commands, mm. is that I think I mentioned in the podcast before, is that you know we the once the relationship is restored, we are empowered to live a certain way. It's not the other way around that we have to live a certain way yeah. in order to restore that relationship. And I think that's why we go to union with Christ first. Because we want to give you guys a vision uh, who are going to be reading this book about what's the purpose of all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The mm-hmm. purpose, if you like, guides us through some of the parts of the book that are a bit more difficult to read. Yeah, and so it, give, yeah, it gives you that kind of framework and reference of where we're headed. Yeah. So when we think about redemption and this central motif of union, what Murray, what was so interesting to me about Murray is— the way that our understanding of union, how it's actually pulling from all these other aspects of how big a deal we think sin is, whether God is permissive about uh, that sin, our abilities, uh, like you were mentioning, to somehow compensate or obey God. All of this is pulled together in this doctrine of redemption. It's not as if redemption stands far off that we can kind of a la carte pick, oh, you know, this is what I think, you know, God's a a jolly guy and he's redeeming us and what I think about uh, the way I live my life or what I think about the created order, those are just kind of separate topics that are unrelated. Murray shows us, no, when we're dealing with doctrines— in this kind of systematic way, uh, it's it's a it's a mural, it's a web that they are yeah. all interconnected with one another. Yeah, yeah. One of the images that we use um, when we teach this class is uh, kind of take the picture from uh, me showing my age a little bit here. Uh, Pink Floyd's uh, 
uh, album, Dark Side of the Moon, right? So in the front of that, in fact, the cover is probably just as, as famous now that, as the music that was in the, in the album. But mm -hmm. uh, there's this picture of white light being refracted through a prism and it breaking up into uh, its various components of light. Mm. And I think that's another way of us seeing what this book is ultimately doing is that 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 the union with christ is kind of like the white light that's the uh um that that's the kind of the totality of the thing mm -hmm. but what the book shows to, shows us i think is the refraction of that light into its component parts mm, right okay. and all those parts if you like are there in the white light and together they make that clear white light but it's also beautiful in its own sense, you know, when it's when it's put into its when that light is put into its components, and I think that's what you're getting with Murray. It's, it's like it's all it's all part of one great whole, one great story. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think the specific focus on some of those component elements actually also give us a sense of what is God trying to overcome in this relationship fracture between between God and his people what is what does he need to overcome and uh and that story of the overcoming I think is also just uh you know that's pretty powerful when you get you when, when you get your mind wrapped around that that this is not something that that this the redemption of ourselves being brought back into relationship with God was a costly time consuming eternity fulfilling kind of enterprise so uh yeah that's, it's not uh, something that yeah he just like kind of no, flipped a switch it's not, just, and, it's not like just turning a light on and off there yeah. was there was stuff to be done mm -hmm. you know and uh, that's what the book really kind of focuses on what's the stuff yeah mm -hmm. but we focus on this union with christ and glorification because we want you to get a sense of what's at the end of that process yeah 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 so let's let's look a little bit uh, more in depth to union with Christ, specifically where, no, it wouldn't be where, when it begins. Mm. Uh, Murray's an excellent writer. Uh, the, the translation is excellent. Um, and what was so really encouraging, uh, reassuring uh, to me as I was reading it, uh, was that union doesn't begin— in a sense, it doesn't begin when the believer believes, but it begins in eternity past when God elects, when through his—God uh, has always existed, uh, humans have not, the world has not, and he elects in eternity past, and that, that election is the beginning of the union. Um, and kind of this— on the flip side, that's kind of in the past and eternity future, when God will put all things right and make all things new. Glorification is the eternal future of this union. Mm. That's both the the furthest back we could go and the furthest ahead we could go. And those who are in Christ, they are both elected and glorified all within that cosmic. And what we find ourselves in is, or when, mm. is this kind of time in the middle. Yeah. Time yeah. in the middle of that. Yeah, and I think that we've, how does this help us in the, because this is obviously our faith and work intensive, how does this help us in our faith and work journey? It's that those two bookends, if you like, between, uh, I mean, the start and the finish, because those are secure, for the Christian, mm -hmm. then the life here in the middle becomes one of 
a lot more confidence and certainty. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that for, certainly for this tradition that where that Murray comes from, is that uh, this, the, the celebration, if you like, uh, of the Christian faith is not a celebration of my decision for God. It's a, it's a celebration and a living underneath God's decision for his people. Mm-hmm. And I think that orientation there is a, a pretty, as a, it's a, well, what's to say? It's kind of antithetical to the modern mind, who cannot, who is, who, who for who we are at the center of that. You know, That's the right. individual yeah. is at the center of that. Yeah. What's liberating about this is that we are not at the center. Mm-hmm. That God is ultimately taking care of that. Now, most people that initially hearing that last phrase, they would say, "Well, wait a second. That, that's not liberating at all, uh, because now I'm not at the center. I don't get to decide things. I don't get to call the shots, so yeah. to speak." Uh, there was something before me and after me that's determining things. Yeah. Uh, but I do think you're right. I do think... Me too. Yeah. I, I also think I'm right. Yeah, well, you actually always think you're right. Well, that's yeah. true, too. That's, and, uh, and, you know, I'll my, give it to you. That's you're, my superpower. Yeah, yes. yeah. But thank God for your wife who yes, proves... Who corrects me. Yes. yes who corrects me. <laughs> that is uh, amongst uh, our many roles. But uh, let me give you a, try and give you an illustration of that. Is that... Uh, and I think this is not such a bad illustration. If you imagine a basketball team uh, where LeBron James is playing in his prime, mm-hmm. in his prime, yeah? So it may well be that you show up on that team with, you know, if you're an NBA player, you have incredible skill. You're one of the top few hundred basketball players in the world at that point. Mm-hmm. However, if you make that team all about you, when LeBron James is on it, you are going to lose. Yeah, You're not mm-hmm. going to win. So ultimate, so the ultimate prize, if you like, has to recognize who ultimately is the player, who ultimately, in that case, is the man, mm-hmm. who who can really bring it home. Yeah. And to yeah. some extent, I think okay, that's a terrible analogy at one level, but it's also an analogy where you have to realize, as a Christian, who ultimately is bringing this stuff home. Yeah. And that, yeah. when you realize, thank goodness, that's not me. Because look, at the end of the day, do you really trust yourself? I think the, there's a wisdom in not trusting yourself and ultimately mm. saying, no, this is really not about me. And I'm thankful for that because whenever it's been about me or whether I've had to make the decision, screw it up. It's not yeah. gone well. Yeah. You know, it's yes. not gone really well. Uh, yes, I, I relate because so many times, yeah, I've, I've screwed it up. Um, yeah, I was, I was struck uh, by that... Uh, you know, we live. We live in a time. We live in a culture uh, that me, the individual, is at the center, and that puts all the burden for meaning and oh, purpose yeah. on that individual. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can't find, of course, in the faith work intensive, we're we're particularly focused on work. If you can't find that perfect match, that perfect marriage, of meaningful giving back yeah. to the world then you, you've missed you've messed up your whole life yeah yeah good good no, luck being fulfilled and yeah. satisfied sorry yeah you've i missed think it's a boat. terrible burden to carry it is you know, i mean all, it's terrible because we were never fit no. or supposed to carry it ultimately no and i think that's the thing is it's so and that's also a reason why and we'll get to glorification in a minute. i think i want to say a word on that before we close this morning but uh, i think that just keeping with this theme for a moment is we that kind of inward turn where it's all about us, mm-hmm. where it's all about us, what I think one ends up finding is that that cannot bear the weight of real life. 
You know, ultimately, mm. that's mm. the problem is that if it really is all about me, it turns out I can't hold up that, you know, hold my end of that bargain. Yeah. I need something other than me. That's the whole the whole story of the Bible is that we need something other than ourselves to make that to make a meaningful life and to make a, a life that we can enjoy forever. Mm-hmm. 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 And forever leads us right into uh, the next topic, uh, glorification, um, which you said it nicely. Yeah. This kind of is the completion or the the book in the end of where all of this is. Ha- what will completed union yeah. look, look like? like? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that there. Um, what I would suggest there is a good way of thinking about that is that, um, and in actual fact, we're going to get to St. Augustine pretty soon as well, but St. Augustine there takes the uh, St. Paul's vision of being there I shall know and shall be known. Mm. I think that's in First Corinthians 13, I think, isn't it? I think so. Something, or maybe 11. Forgive me. I'm not uh, sure. I, I, will tr- I will trust it. Just this time, I Are will you trust, trust your me? memory. Okay, yeah. fair enough. But that sense of know and being known, that is, if you like, the our desire, our deepest desire, our longing, uh, our yeah. longing, yeah, mm-hmm. to know and be known is our is our deepest longing. In fact, the modern idiom for that, I think, is also something that's pretty prevalent today. About was I seen? Mm. You know, was I, I was heard? A, was I heard? Yeah, right. Yeah. So what that re- what people are speaking to there is the sense of to to know and be known. Yeah, yeah? that's our innermost longing that our significance would be recognized, mm-hmm. and I think that's the vision. If you like, that's a practical vision of that glorification. That ultimately, when we are in our heavenly rest alongside God, that we would know Him and be known by Him, mm-hmm. and that's the that's a more maybe a practical way of thinking about it as as we go forward today. So that's the glorification can sound a bit uh, um, esoteric, if you like, hard to access. Mm-hmm. But I think know, to be known and to, and to know God is ultimately kind of the end goal of all this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think Murray and certainly uh, Doug and I, we r- readily admit that we're— we're not destroying uh, any type of mystery here. Like we're we're just pulling back the veil of what the scriptures have told us, and yeah. what we see is mystery upon mystery. Well, we we have a, a maybe a little bit better sense to yeah. understand, uh, but we understand uh, the the abyss, if you like, yeah. or or the radiance rather, yeah. uh, not the lack of light, but the the, the shining. Uh, brilliance of of the gospel. Um, when you were talking about that motif that is quite on Augustinian of yeah. knowing and being known, I can't remember if it's Aquinas or some other, but uh, he said, you know, the most important fact uh, about the human is not your knowledge of God, but God's knowledge of you, yeah. right? That That's where we start, and yeah. from that we come to know. Yeah. God, God's always the actor, yeah. right? What We're not at the center, God is the one pursuing yeah. in redemption, and He's the one completing yeah. in yeah. redemption in glory. So um, we're gonna—we'll probably need to finish up in a minute here. But I think that I—I I think that theme I'd like us as uh, this year's um, this year's faith and work intensive. What I'd like you guys to be thinking about is just how does we how do we carry this into our work every day. Mm. Um, and what I want to suggest to you a little bit is that uh, when when you are certain, 
when you know who you are and you know you are known by God, it gives you an immense sense of freedom of action. You know, mm-hmm. that you are free to take a risk or two at work or you're free to found some new thing. It, it gives you this immense sense of freedom that the ends are secure. So in this time in between, there's a bunch of stuff I can do that maybe I'd be scared to do in other circumstances. Yeah, if it was all up to me, I would be to too me. scared, right? Yeah, to I, take I, would, these. I wouldn't take those steps. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think That's what we are, I think now is mm-hmm. we're empowered to take those, not, you know, we're empowered to take appropriately the risks that we want to, that we want to take in our life and our career. And, you know, and, and one of these days we might talk about, you know, Karen and I being here in the United States. I mean, we're a crazy, stupid risk that we took as kids because we felt God would be faithful to us, and mm. uh, um, wow. and that there was a road back. Obviously, I can because I think alongside that, this essence of forgiveness is also important as well. You can take risks knowing that, hey, it's possible to make a mistake, but there's always a road back. You know, mm. and I think that that's been a tremendous freedom in our lives wow. at, at home. And uh, yeah, we've come a long way some, from redemption accomplished and applied, but that's what I want to try and get across to that's folks. What that's what, that's what we want in the intensive, That's right? what we want in the intensive. We don't want to yeah. stay in no. great works of theology. No. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's the stepping out of that that mm-hmm. really is, is where, all the, where the value is. There's a lot of value, let's say, in the contemplation of these things. That's true. But the real, the deeper value is to move beyond them and take them into your life. And that's mm-hmm. what we're about in the Faith and Work Intensive. Well, I think that's a great place to end. Um, thank you so much for joining us today for our True Works podcast, where we dug into Murray with, with Doug. We dug with Doug. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> with Redemption Accomplished and Applied. If you'd like to hear other episodes, our podcasts can be found on other platforms, or you can check us out on our website, trueworkshouston.org. Thank you so much. Mm